So let's say your life is one long road trip. Your body is the vehicle, your mind is the map, and your relationships are the signs that guide you along the way. Every once in a while, you get lost on your journey and need to call on your navigation system to reroute you to your intended destination. That's where I come in. I am your GPS, your God purpose support. And this podcast is a free resource offering you a place to come and be while you're still becoming. Every episode is an opportunity to reflect, create, define, and expand on your thoughts and feelings about love, purpose, faith, and identity. This game of life is all about chances, and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I am your host, Joy, and you are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I am here today with my sister friend, Kai. Hi, Kai. Hi, Joy. Thank (laughs) you for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing. I know we have tried and tried and tried. But today is finally happening. Let me just give a little backstory about just a little podcast history. Real Matters of the Heart was an idea for me back in the spring of 2016. And it finally started, you know, coming to fruition and happening. And I was recording episodes. And I remember I would sit down. I would write down, like, all the people I want to talk to and all the things I want to talk about. And Kai, you were one of the first, I would say, five people that I knew I wanted to have on as a guest. And at the time, my topic idea for you was you can have it all. And it was all about because you and I would always talk about like, you know, you have your business and your family and all these things. And I would just see you thriving and just being such a a beautiful example of what it looks like to really fully enjoy the goodness of life. Hmm. And I still see that. But today, As we come into the conversation, I want to shift a little bit just in terms of what I want to talk to you about. We're going to talk about alignment today and just what it means to be in alignment, uh, what it feels like, how you know, how to get there, all of that. (sighs) (laughs) So much has happened, Joy, since you initially wanted to speak with me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we talk about, you know having it all being a business you know entrepreneur mom wife you know all of these things but it's so much more to it so i'm kind of glad that we're going to be taking a deeper look into Mm -hmm. what that really means Mm -hmm. you said something when i i see you thriving you know what it looks like and you know we can all make things look Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm mm-hmm but we're but a lot of us are afraid of what others are going to think if they really knew what our real walk was and how much we didn't have things together. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're walking in the shoes of a leader. Mm-hmm. And so I think although that talk was appropriate for then, mm-hmm. I think this talk is more appropriate for now from um who I was then and who I've evolved um into currently yeah. with my past experiences. So I think that's how awesome I will say, though, and I think you know, and I think also just the listeners know, when I say what it looks like to thrive and have it all, I chose you to speak to about that specifically because I knew you would tell the truth, right? Like, even when it looks like I got my business, I got my husband, I got my child, everything is great. 
I know that that's not the true story. Not that you're lying or faking or fronting or nothing like that, but that I know that there is so much background that goes to that. There's so much. And so when I, when I had you in mind to speak to about it, it was not just because I saw that you had the things and were living the life. It was also because I knew that in having a conversation with you to your point about the depth of what that even really looks like behind the scenes, the work that goes into it, the sacrifices that are made, the commitments and the struggles yes. of it. Because there is beauty to be seen, but there's also often a struggle attached to it. Mm-hmm. God, and I hate to make it sound like Debbie Downers, right? You know right, what I mean? no. But like the truth, no. the truth is like nothing comes easily. Nothing. And and even when you're in alignment, especially when you're alignment, because it's the thing where as soon as you, the moment you declare like who you are and what you're here to do, everything that needs to happen to prepare you for that shows up. And a lot of times it's pulling back, peeling back, you know, dismantling, breaking up grounds of old stories. And so when I say nothing comes easily, that's what I mean. Like the moment you declare, this is who I am, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm committed to it, everything that has to happen in your life, to your point, all the evolving that you had to do from the point that I originally was going to ask you to now, all that needed to happen to, to reveal to you and to the rest of us who you already declared that you are, who you were already created to be, and right? So it's ne- it's never just... Like, we talk a lot about manifesting these days, mm-hmm. and people are like, yeah, I said the thing, and it happened, and it's like, mm, <laughs> I don't really know. Only if it were that easy, I right? I mean, come on. You might, it might feel like you said the thing, and it happened when you just show up to somebody's life at that point when right, it's happening. Right, right, right. But you don't know the backstory and the struggles that that person has gone through, right. you know, for that thing to happen. Right. Um, and I, and I say this, um, for myself, I just had a photo shoot recently mm-hmm. at the moment I was having that photo shoot. It just felt like a new person had been birthed. Mm-hmm. I felt like the rose had been dethorned mm. and I was now coming into the beauty that God already had waiting for me. I just had to realize that that's what it was. And that's such an important distinction. Like, it's really just a matter of unfolding and, to your point, realizing. Things were already manifesting, but it was the realization Mm -hmm. when I became awakened to what was really already happening. Mm -hmm. It was already, it's going to happen whether I get with it or not. But it's when I finally wake up to the journey. Mm Mm-hmm. Is when you can enjoy it for the fullness. It's when you can enjoy it. When you can enjoy the process of becoming. We mm-hmm. fight becoming. We want to become, <laughs> but we fight becoming. Yeah. Because that thing hurts. Yeah, absolutely. That we thing we hurt. want the prize without the process constantly. Hello. We to your point, we absolutely want to become all the things that we envision, but it's the process of becoming. It's the process that we all like. Um, we want to negate the process, and you have to endure the process mm-hmm. because that's where the prize awaits. Mm-hmm. And it's like 
I didn't just arrive here. Mm-hmm. Like I got some scars. Y'all just can't see them because God brushed me off, mm-hmm. wiped me down, stood me up. I shook it off, and here I am. Mm-hmm. And for every level, it'll have to be that all over, all again, over again. You know, mm-hmm. and so. It just depends on how long it takes you to want to pass the test because he just keeps showing it to you again and again and again and again. And, and I just and, and I ran in the wilderness for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how close were the people to 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 the prize? And they ran in the wilderness for how many years? 40. And they was like right around the corner. <laughs> right? about, we can see it from here. Why must we suffer? But the thing is, I really appreciate that you said it just depends on how long it's you choose to take to see what it is because that's ultimately what this boils down to is that life is constantly teaching us lessons but we don't learn them until we're ready to and this is why we find ourselves in the same types of situations over and over and over again just with a new face mm-hmm. and a new you know and it might be a new job does. but it's the same same type of boss might be a new man, but it's the same type of relationship, yeah. or a new woman, but it's the same type of relationship, or it might be the, but it's the same, you know, what I mean? or yeah. whatever. And it's it, we create these cycles. I say all the time, life doesn't happen to us; it happens through us. Yeah. And we create these experiences based on a number of things. The story we tell ourselves about who we are and therefore how how people think of us, see us, react to us, respond to us. And then that just determines how we continue to behave. And it just creates this cycle of experiences until we one day say, I don't want this anymore. It's like the broken record that keeps playing the same thing over and over again. What story are you telling yourself? Mm Mm-hmm about whatever it is in your life. For me, it was value. Mm-hmm. For me, it was connecting value to external things. Mm-hmm. For me, it was not having a dad to instill those things in me. For me, it was feeling like I would never have my own dad. I had father figures in my life, but it wasn't my own dad. So a lot of that came from me not feeling like I was worthy in them. Mm-hmm. The words that I used to describe my defeat, my demise, that it was a, a, a record that just was on repeat, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat, repeat the majority of my life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I became in tune with that is when those things started to unfold. And that was the hard truth for me that I had to face that all of these pains and things that I was feeling on the inside that I thought that I had just dealt with or not dealt with that that they were out of sight, out of mind. No, it's not a such thing as out of sight, out of mind. It's a such thing as repressed. And those things manifest (laughs) in other areas as toxicity in Mm -hmm. your life. And it manifests in relationships with people. Um, Picking the wrong man. Not having boundaries with friendships. Mm -hmm. Just, you know. In business. A business. They manifest in so many different ways. Um, when you don't have value, when you don't understand how to set boundaries, um, when you operate in fear of being unworthy and, and being inadequate, those things show up in different ways. And a lot of us haven't gotten to the point where we address those things for what they really are mm-hmm. because the record is still on repeat. Playing. When we, bur- we have buried them under... All these other ways that we've chosen to to manage those things or to cope those with those things, and that's you know showing up. If I feel inadequate, I'm going to show up as a perfectionist, and I'm yeah. going to work my way into the good graces of people so they will see that I am worthy of 
their approval, their alliance, their allegiance, their applause, like, and we begin to get so focused on that. I say all the time, it's a situation where we get so busy shooing away the rats that we never dealt with the trash that brought them. Absolutely. That's good. You know what I mean? All we we can see is the people that come into our lives from what it is that we're putting out Mm -hmm. there, but we never deal with the trash that has even lured them mm-hmm. into in the first place into our homes into our businesses mm-hmm. into our lives in whatever way these things manifest that's that's good that's, we do that's we do good. we get so busy trying to control and manage and what's going on that we don't deal with what is causing it which is again to the point that I was making earlier life doesn't happen to us it happens through us mm-hmm. and these things that we speak based on our expectations, which are usually based on our experiences, to your point, the stories you told yourself about what you experienced in your childhood, all created the things that you were then living out in your adulthood. And it wasn't until you were in a position that where you were willing and able to face that, that you were begin, you were able to sort of pivot and create new experiences and, and build new, healthier relationships. And again, to your professional life, your romantic life, your business life, your friendships, all of that it starts from what you believe about who you are. Absolutely. So the first thing I want to sort of talk about is like, what does it even mean to be in alignment with your purpose? And I, I kind of touched on it earlier, people talking about manifestation now. And people always say it's a really hot button topic to be like, oh, you know, I just want to find my purpose. I just want to live out my purpose or whatever. But like, what, in your words, what would it even mean to be in alignment with your life's purpose? People sometimes mistake purpose for passion. Mm -hmm. I've just been blessed that my passion is aligned with my purpose. Mm. Um, My passion for doing hair Mm -hmm. has developed. And I say developed because Mm -hmm. God already ordained this from the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know. Mm -hmm. And I've always said without really knowing, it was kind of cliche, Mm -hmm. um, my chair is my ministry. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was touching lives, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know. The depth to which you would be doing that moving forward, yeah. And so now that... It's even deeper because of some of my own experiences. And and God has a funny way of showing you what you're going to be doing and how you're going to be impacting lives by taking you through that thing Mm -hmm. so that you can understand what it feels like. You got to get through your own mess for your message to evolve. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, yes, it's a part of my my being in alignment with my purpose. I've been blessed for it to also be a part of my passion. Mm -hmm. The passion is the styling of the hair. The purpose is the lives that I touch in the process of being able to live out my my passion and mm-hmm. things that I love mm-hmm. to do. And so as I intertwine both of those things, um, touching those lives, as as you once um, so eloquently put it, um, inviting people to their higher selves. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just who I am and it shows up everywhere that I mm-hmm. am. Mm-hmm. Having to go through the process of becoming my higher self mm-hmm. is what has illuminated 
Mm-hmm. The purpose of what I do for other people and impacting their lives. And now I not only do that through hair, I do that through health because being a certified trichologist, doing things from a naturopathic um, perspective, mm-hmm. now I'm helping women heal. And I say women because that's specifically what my calling is, mm-hmm. is to impact the lives of other women mm-hmm. through my journey. Mm-hmm. giving them bits and pieces of my journey and impacting their lives. That's why I had to go through the health challenges with autoimmunity and I had to go through the hair loss and all of that stuff. So now my passion and my purpose are both aligned mm-hmm. and I get I get the opportunity to operate in both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I would I would really venture to say that for everyone they are aligned. I feel like your purpose is not something that you find is something that you honor. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, we live in a world that whenever you have a passion, unless it looks like you know something that we have acknowledged as the quote-unquote right way to do life, then you are discouraged from pursuing that passion, which is always in my estimation going to be aligned with your purpose because God gives us the desires of our heart. And we use that to say, like, the things that we want, God will give them to us. Mm -hmm. But I think the back end of that is he gave us the desires of our hearts. Meaning, if my heart desires it, it's because God put it in my heart to want that thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if what I want is in alignment with God, with what God has given me, the gifts that he has given me, the passions that God has given me, all of those things, if what I desire are in al- is in alignment with that, then it is my duty, my purpose. I am created to walk in that in the ways that are going to be in service to other people. For me, as I was saying earlier, um, knowing that my passion has always been hair. Like mm-hmm. since I was ten, I like that's just I styled everybody's hair in my family. Like the kids would run for me because they knew that I just wanted to comb their hair, right? <laughs> I can and, just picture it right now. You know, I like, I was going to get every ponytail symmetric. It was going <laughs> to be right, right? And so that's something that's been a part of me mm-hmm. for what? 30 plus years, mm-hmm. right? Not really realizing how my passion and my purpose were intertwined. Mm-hmm. Not knowing the impact. So to your point, the purpose is already there. Mm -hmm. And it's acknowledging that purpose and Mm -hmm. honoring that purpose. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I honored that purpose. Mm -hmm. But it was a lot of work that I had to do in me Mm -hmm. to recognize that. That that thing is there. That's that thing that won't go away. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to know what that is. Right. And so oftentimes it requires for us to go through the life-altering experience that awakens us to, oh, that is what this is, right? And so, oh, I've always loved here, and it wasn't until I lost my own that I realized, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something totally different. Mm -hmm. Maybe not totally different. Something more. Something more. Meaningful. Something, Something more. Something more. And seasons, right? Like, For such a time as this, it has been revealed to you what it is that you're called to do with your gift. You were operating in it in a way that says, let's just see if you're a good steward of the gift before I really entrust you with the lives that you will touch with the gift. Right? So it's a process. It's an unfolding. and It's all of what we were saying earlier. It's not just dump it all on you at once because we can't handle it. Mm -hmm. 
We can't handle it. We need to be prepared for the thing that we have been prepared for. Like if I'm created for this, there are things that have to happen in the sequence of my life to prepare me to do the thing that I have already been prepared to do. I've already been created to do. And that's just really what it is. And I feel like that is what alignment is. I think people think that all of a sudden alignment feels like everything is going perfectly. Uh And I think there are signs along the way to let you know that you are in alignment. You're on the right path. And it's just a matter of if you choose to recognize those things as such. Um, And being open, being open to the idea that it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be hunky-dory all the time. That's what I was going to say. Alignment does not mean perfection. No. Alignment just means that for me, let me just speak for me. Mm -hmm. Alignment for me means that I'm open. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm open to the fact that God is going to be making changes in my life along the way mm-hmm. to to help me develop my gift even more. Mm-hmm. The hair loss, the autoimmunity, mm-hmm. um, becoming aware of the emotions that were hindering me. All of those things are alignment mm-hmm. that make me more prepared and more seasoned. To have more impact. Mm -hmm. Because it's about the impact. Right. At the end of the day. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, yes. Being a good steward. Yeah, I like this. This is my passion. I'm styling the hair. But for me, in hindsight, styling of the hair is more superficial. Mm -hmm. And we're called to a higher higher purpose Mm -hmm. than what we look like. Absolutely. So, for me, that wasn't fulfilling enough. For the superficial, oh, I could slay hair all day. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a passion. Mm-hmm. But when that purpose came into play, because I could style your hair all day long, but if you feel ugly on the inside, it don't matter how much I slay on the outside. Mm-hmm. So being able to touch and leave an imprint on the inside. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't heal from some of my emotions, I would not be able to touch the inside of anyone. Mm-hmm. And so there are levels to this thing called alignment. Mm -hmm. And so while you're in alignment, you may feel out of alignment Mm -hmm. because a whole lot may seem like it ain't going like you are aligned to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes it it makes sense because we it's easy to when you are on your path and things begin to unfold and you start to see more clearly Sort of how, oh, that that happened because of this and that happened right. because of this and I needed that to happen. And when you begin to see the, feast, the pieces fall into sort of alignment. A lot of moving parts. And, and, and then you begin to sort of create this concept or idea in your mind that, oh, now I get it. And then something comes and knocks you off and you're like, well, I thought I had it. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you have to be open because even when it looks crazy. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Looking crazy, and I'd be like, "For real, God, like, what you finna do with this? Because <laughs> this cannot." And that be the biggest piece of the blessing, mm-hmm. like the biggest aha, the biggest revelation. You still have to remain open, even when it looks its craziest. There's still that connection to God that gives you that inner peace. Yeah. Uh, openness requires. One, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Two, humility. Hmm. It requires you to be able to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
And I think a lot of times when we talk about purpose, there's a certain amount of assuredness that is attached to it when we talk about it. There's a certain amount of assuredness. And to your point, I can understand how that has developed in the conversation around purpose, because even for the people who are in alignment with their purpose and they're walking in it, even when they don't know that peace, that knowingness is what drives their language mm-hmm. when they talk about their purpose, mm-hmm. when they talk about being in it, living in it, exercising it, operating, well, however, whatever language you want to use. When a person feels strongly in alignment with their purpose, even when their knees are knocking and their teeth are chattering and they are taking very tiny, scared steps towards whatever the thing is, when they speak about what it is that they're doing, creating, being in the world, it comes with this conviction, mm-hmm. this confidence, this assuredness because you're so clear and you connected to that thing and so i think exactly and so i think (laughs) that i get why people associate purpose with certainty Mm -hmm. and that could not be furthest from the truth Mm -hmm. When I have felt the strongest about what I knew was coming, I have no idea how. And I think that's the part that people get shaky. Like when I was closing the studio back in April and I literally was like, okay, God, what are we about to do? Because this is my whole everything. And it's the crazy. The it looks fully crazy. Yeah. And I remember I was walking down the street. I can't remember where I was going, but I, was, I remember I was walking down the street and I was having a conversation with God. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Where am I going? What's happening? But guess what you just said? Who were you having a conversation with? With God. You wasn't having a conversation with the homie. Right. Even though that's cool. Right. Right. But... You were having a conversation with God first. There are seasons where your purpose will take a shift. Mm-hmm. Still your purpose, mm-hmm. still going to end the same way. But God says that season is over for, the, for that piece of the purpose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I just, I just remember flat out just being like, what is this about to be? And God just said very clearly three things to me. And I was just like, okay. But you had this and I'm, piece. And I'm and I'm not I'm purposely not revealing what those three things are because there will be a time when I'm called to share that that portion of the story mm-hmm. when those three things have three things have been been fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I will say one of them is already. And so and in the moment that I heard those three things, I was like, huh, okay. And I just kept walking, literally, I kept walking down the street, but I kept walking in the direction of what I heard. Mm -hmm. And that was where the assuredness came from. But there wasn't any certainty there. I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen. I didn't know any of that. There was no certainty. It was just an assuredness that said, this is what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that was in April. We are here now in November and one thing has already happened. Mm -hmm. So that is what keeps me going along the way that says, 
oh, you are in alignment. Because I still don't know how the other two things are going to happen, when the other two things are going to happen, with whom the other two things are going to happen. I still don't. Mm -hmm. But the fact that one already has in the six months that has passed since that moment allows me to be assured that I am in alignment. And so it's those moments of being connected to what is in your spirit and not all the other things that you thought it was supposed to look like because... I thought it was going to look like me in my gym and opening multiple locations and doing all the things. So I had to be, to your point, open to the pivot, open to the shift, open to the process and committed to the process, but not attached mm-hmm. to the outcome. That's right. Say the outcome. Mm-hmm. Not attached to that because had I not been open to and committed to the process and I had been attached to the outcome... Closing that studio, which it almost did, would have took me out. Mm -hmm. And it really did almost take me completely out. Because it wasn't just the studio that I was closing. It was the stories that I had told myself about who I was that were attached to that studio that I also had to shut down. And it was like, what does this mean about who I am? Mm -hmm. That you're going to still be the same person I said that you were even once you close this. Because that has always been a stepping stone. That has always been a season. That has always... But it took me a lot of tears and a lot of crying in the dark, crying myself to sleep, crying on the metro in front of strangers, looking like a crazy person. Okay? It took a whole... It took months of that. It took fits of tears when I didn't want to cry anymore. When I thought I didn't have any tears left, Mm -hmm. it took all of that Mm -hmm. for me to get to a point where I could say, okay. I have purged this. Peace. Okay. I'm okay with this. I have to be. Because I trust the process. And so (laughs) the question now becomes, if there is no certainty in alignment, then how does one know if they are or aren't? Because we've already said here, you will, when you're in alignment, sometimes feel like you're not. So how does one discern? How does one say, okay, well, this is, I'm clear. I am assured, not certain, but I'm assured that this is where I'm supposed to be. But even when it doesn't feel like it is, I'm assured that it is. Like, how does one discern that? Because for me, it was, God, you did all these things to get me in this studio. I'm talking about all if you haven't, you go back and listen to episode number 18 called The Level Up. And I share the story of all the things that God did to get me in the space. From finding the space on Craigslist to the money that I took to, to pay to get everything, to buying the equipment. I mean, I share the story of how mountains were literally moved to get me in the space. Even to having neighbors who did things that I needed to be done in my studio who once they were done months later disappeared and I never talked to them again. And I truly to this day believe that they were sent to that time to, to exactly. They were sent to be there with me and for me at that time. And when their assignment was complete for that, they were gone, literally gone, could not find them. Mm-hmm. So with me being so clear and having all those things happen and so just knowing like okay well then this is what it is god i know you didn't do all those things to get me here to do all that to position me for this and now you're taking it away it was like what Mm -hmm. 
And instantly I felt like, I don't understand. Like, did I do something wrong? Did I, was I faking? Did I hear? What is, what is happening? I was banking on this thing that I heard. And then something it immediately said to me. That was your word in 2014. It's 2017. I have a new word for you. And to your point earlier, I think also the conversation about purpose starts to feel like once you find it, that is it. No. And it is ever evolving. Every day that we wake up, we have more to do. Mm -hmm. And I'll speak to that um, because I just thought in my purpose that I was just going to be serving the consumer. And I refer to the consumer as like the client, Mm -hmm. the novice woman. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I was going to be serving my peer. Mm -hmm. God, you didn't tell me I was going to be serving my peer. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't ever ask God either. Well, you weren't ready to know that. Because at that time, that wasn't, you weren't, you weren't ready to do that. So you didn't need to know that. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So just to the point of evolution. Mm Mm-hmm. You just have to be open. Mm -hmm. And when you say being in alignment or out of alignment, and how do you know, like, when you're in alignment, even if you are feeling out of alignment, Mm -hmm. how do you know that you are, I know I'm confusing y'all. No, no, no. Listen, we all been there, so we we with you on this. Or how do you know that you are out of alignment and you're really out of alignment? Right, right, right. That's the thing. Like, how does one discern, like, the difference between just feeling like you off but really knowing you on versus feeling like you off because you really off? Because one can know their purpose and still be out of alignment. And refuse it, absolutely. You understand? And deny it, sure. So let's just talk about being one with God. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't until I started opening my ears and my heart and being able to hear God, hearing his voice and knowing that it's his voice. Mm. knowing that when the Holy Spirit is dwelling in me, that I have chills all over my body. Like it just, Mm. I have a certain feeling that comes over me. Knowing that one of my most intimate spots where where the Holy Spirit comes to me is in the shower. Mm -hmm. Having these sacred places that I can go and I can seek refuge and I can hear him. Mm. And it's almost like you wait. I'm in the shower and he comes to me in the shower because he knows that's where he has my full attention. I'm not doing anything else. And he can come to me and it's just like a little kid just like hanging out there in that shower. What are you going to say to me tonight? Mm-hmm. You know? And so when you start cultivating that kind of relationship with God, like I have never done before. Mm-hmm. When God starts taking you through some things and some changes and we always want to blame it on the enemy. Mm-hmm. God. We give the enemy too much credit. Way too much. And so credit. we want to start blaming it on Lucifer. He, you know, the enemy, he doing this and he doing yeah, Lucifer, girl. Let's go on call. Him. <laughs> you know, we want to start blaming it on 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 the devil mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. But we forget that he gotta get permission from God in order to do anything. Exactly. And so once God I knew God was nudging me. Mm-hmm. He was nudging me. Girl. Hello? Mm-hmm. And it's echoing because ain't nobody home. <laughs> hello, 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 hello. Because ain't nobody home. Because I'm doing my own self thing. Right. This feel good over right here, what I'm doing. Right. I'm in purpose. Right. I'm ministering these people in my chair. Because I can control this. I you got understand? This. I understand this. I'm familiar with this. So I don't want to do nothing else. You understand? I'm good right yeah, here. Yeah, I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so with that, and we start wanting to blame the enemy for coming in and God is saying, no, I'm trying to shake you. Mm-hmm. I'm shaking you up because mm-hmm. I need you to understand. And so once he finally broke me, mm-hmm. he want to start messing with my finances and stuff. Cause you know, yeah, God, I'm rolling with you. Until they get to them finances. And then, you know, I got another something <laughs> for them finances. You know what I'm saying? Because I got this mm-hmm. with these finances. Right. And God like, huh, you got this. Okay. Right. So when I started getting broken down in that area, then I ain't got no choice but to start calling on him. Because mm-hmm. now he got my undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm cultivating this different kind of relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Not just when I need him, but because I know he all I got. Right, right. And when it's shift from I got control and I'm going to holler at him because this don't look right over here to where I'm going to holler at him first because he all I got. Mm-hmm. He was all I had. Mm-hmm. And so I started cultivating a different kind of relationship. It started looking different. Mm-hmm. And that's when I became more in alignment, not just in purpose, but in relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In relationship. That's good. That's good, Kai. That's really good. Because see, you really don't know when you in alignment if you out of relationship. Right. Because in alignment with what, I guess, is the, would be the question. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to be in alignment with relationship first mm-hmm. for all other things to kind of start branching off mm-hmm. with God and for him to... To to gain that trust. If you ain't in relationship with your friend, you don't trust them with your business. Right, right. And you got to nurture that relationship. You got to prove to me this relationship before I start giving you my goods, my, my you know, my, all my business. I don't know. And then you still don't know. Right. You know? And so, with God, it's the same thing because we're human. We got to see things on a human level, on a flesh level first, right? And so God, he'll come to you on your level. He'll start showing you little things to, to trust because he know what it's going to take for you, you know, for you to sell out for Jesus. He know what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And he knew it was going to take my finances for me to sell out. Mm-hmm. For some people, that's their health. For some people, that's their marriage. For some people, that's whatever. You're right. You're right. So it's, it's different for, for everybody. But for you in that season, it was... It was my finances. And so that started the cultivation of a, uh, of a really good relationship vertically with me and, me and God and where I could start hearing the Holy Spirit speak to me. And so I knew I know when I'm out of alignment because he convict me on that thing. Right away. Right away. I start questioning and I be confused. And we know confusion is of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And wherever I feel confused about something, I know that I'm out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I know that I'm in alignment with that thing, I have peace. Even though there's uncertainty about how the thing is going to play out. Mm-hmm. I have peace in my spirit and mm-hmm. my soul is okay. And so that's when you start getting you a tribe that mm-hmm. that can um, nurture what you're feeling and mm-hmm. you know that they're in alignment because the things that God has already showed you start manifesting. Mm-hmm. You have nothing in the dark in the midnight hour if you don't know what God's promises are. Mm-hmm. And so as you start nurturing that relationship and you start leaning on what his promises are, then you start feeling more in alignment. And when you're out of alignment, even when there's uncertainty about when you're in alignment, what that thing is going to manifest to be, you just know that you on course for what God said, 
when you're out of alignment, you feel it. It's a tug on your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know that something is not right. And, and not saying that you're going to know instantaneously. Mm-hmm. It may take you a little bit of time to feel, to understand why you off. Why am I off in my spirit? This thing just don't even feel right. I don't even know what it is. And then one day, God will just show you. And you like, oh, Dang, God, for real? Like, but he does that to every one of his children. Mm-hmm. He'll move heaven and earth to make that thing. Like you said, he aligns certain people when I was moving my business, my neighbors, and I didn't never see them again. Mm-hmm. He orchestrated that for that very thing to support you because of his love for you. And so that's how you know when you're in alignment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes hindsight to show you mm-hmm. how much in alignment that you are mm-hmm. when you start dialing it all in and looking at what everything that God has done is when you really start seeing the grace that he's, that he's had. And that is the importance of journaling. Absolutely. That is the importance of journaling but more importantly not no more importantly but more specifically gratitude journaling mm-hmm. writing down those things for which you are thankful because when we are in the midnight hour and we are feeling a little bit confused and out of alignment we need to be able to refer to God's track record in our lives huh. to say oh I've been here before and I've navigated through a season like this before and I am still here. Mm-hmm. I did not die. I am still thriving. That's a faith building exercise. Certainly it is. It's yeah. what led me to even have the courage to open the studio. And it is what gave me the strength to walk away from the mm-hmm. studio. That's it right. was seeing how God has been with me every step of the way because I took the time to write it down. Well, you and I are both in similar situations because as being a business owner for 12 years and then closing my last salon because I didn't want to re-sign another lease. I didn't like the landlord. He and I had, whoo, this is a testimony in itself. I didn't even realize where I was going when I opened my mouth to start (laughs) speaking this. Um, Didn't really like the landlord, but God wasn't finished showing me what he needed to show me there. Mm. And before I knew that my lease was going to be up because I started trying to leave in like um, a whole year before my lease was up and I couldn't find anywhere to go. Fast forward to a year later, I knew my lease was going to be up in March um, 31st and in November and December, I hadn't even started trying to find anywhere to go Mm. and God hadn't released me. Mm-hmm. And because he hadn't released me, it wasn't for me to try to find somewhere to go because he hadn't released me. And so who, what salon owner do you know is not finding somewhere to go and her lease is getting ready to be up in three or four months? Mm-hmm. It takes that amount of time to build out a salon. Mm-hmm. But God hadn't shown me. But I wasn't fretting either. So that place of being in alignment, I knew that I only had four months, three to four months to find somewhere to go. And that if I was going to build out another salon, it was going to take longer than that. But my spirit was well. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't fretting. I was just like, okay, he'll tell me when it's time to start looking. Mm-hmm. Because I had started surrendering mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And once I started surrendering, I took away that anxiety. 
mm-hmm. in that situation because every situation we surrender differently. Just because mm-hmm. I have surrendered with the salon didn't mean I have surrendered in other areas of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So I had surrendered in that area. And it wasn't until February that I realized where I was going. Mm. And I was okay with that. And I didn't go into another's, my own salon. I went into a salon suite. Because mm-hmm. what God had told me was, you're going to be building out a hair loss clinic. Mm-hmm. You don't even know where you're going to be going with your hair loss clinic. It needs to look a certain kind of way. I haven't prepared that space for you yet. So you go rent a salon suite. Mm-hmm. So you take a salon owner to a salon suite, someone who has built a brand, someone who was coaching people, someone who was doing all of these things, and you, and you bring me to a salon suite? What does that look like to one's ego? Huh. Huh. Let me tell you about an ego, okay? <laughs> because, huh, girl, girl. I'm just saying. The ego blow of all the testimonies and stories of you can do it. I built my business. No loans, no credit cards, cash out of pocket. Yep. God made a way, such and such and such. Oh, clothes? Right. What? But that Close and sense. you gotta move because yeah. you. This is also your home. Mm-hmm. Oh, where are you gonna go? Right. Back home to your mom's house. Yeah. Oh. Mm. You got all your stuff together, right? That's what's. But see, that's the kind of stuff that keeps you in bondage keeps you in hostage you know a hostage situation with yeah. self because of the broken record and for me i i had to realize like girl bye G- girl bye Good, uh, goodbye because okay, you goodbye. are still who i said you are exactly. in this suite you about to blow it up you about to do some extraordinary things in this suite because you don't have to manage anybody else. Hello. Because you don't have to worry about the plumbing. You ain't got to worry about the landlord. All of these things that you were worried about, I have taken your mind off oh, of okay. now. And you can worry about the things that are important for your next level and the impact that you're going to have there. You listen to me, okay? <laughs> you listen to me. <laughs> because that is exactly what I was able to do. All the money that I had saved up that I knew I was going to have to like try to you know, trickle it out slowly to pay for this and take care of that and who I'm going to All of that, when it was gone, as hard as it was for me to say I'm closing, the moment I said it, I was like, oh. you like doing the cabbage patch. How oh, we about to we about got the memo that God was sending. It was like, how, how, okay. All right, I God. was like. I got it. it. It's. It was so hard for me to come to that conclusion because of all the ego stuff, mm-hmm. because of all the story, because I don't want to look like a failure. I don't want to look like this. I don't want to feel like that. All that ego stuff was making it hard for me to come to that conclusion. But when I finally did and I said it out loud and I say, I remember saying it to the, for the first time to my financial advisor, we sat down and she, I was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. All the while knowing what made the most sense. Mm-hmm. But I fought so hard and I got, I know you said this and da 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 da. And I remember sitting down with her and I'm so grateful for her. She said, um, whatever you want to do, I'm with you. If you want to sit down and map out a whole plan to get more clients in here so you can up your income, do all that, we got it. If you don't, 
and you ready to shut down and you want to move on, we got it. But she said, can I be honest with you? And I said, yeah. She said, every time we sit down to talk, all you ever talk about is what's next, what's next, what's next. So it sounds to me like you're ready to move on from this place. And as soon as she said it, it was like it gave me permission to say it. Freedom. So I just said, you're right. It's, it's time for me to move on. This is done. And as soon as I said it, when I tell you, I felt like a ton mm-hmm. of weight lifted literally off my shoulders. I walked out of my space that afternoon and felt like the sunshine hit me for the first time in months. I slept Wait a minute. through the night. You probably for the like, first can I time. hurry up and get out of here now? No, you I, think I, I'm, I, I'm ready to go. So can I hurry up? <laughs> that was in April. My best friend was getting married in May, and I was going to be going to be with her to prep for the wedding stuff and do all that. And I was leaving like mid-May. So I was going to be working for one more month. And I started telling my clients, I'm only going to be working the first couple of weeks of May. Then I'm going out of town. I'm going to be gone for a week. And when I came back after the vacation or after the trip, I was going to be starting to pack it up and close it up. So I wasn't going to be training anymore. And when I tell you that month could not fly by fast enough, because now with me knowing that I didn't have to be <clears throat> scraping and scrambling and trying to figure out what was going to go, how I was going to keep the gym and did it because I didn't have to think about that anymore. That whole month was me prepping for what was next. Mm-hmm. I was freed up. My energy was freed up. My thoughts were freed up. Ideas that I'd had, but I didn't have the capacity and the resources to foster because I was so busy trying to keep the place that I was losing sight of the purpose. Mm-hmm. All that, it was gone. And now lessons from living pop-up happened and the workshops happened and I went to London and I'm going to South Africa next week and mm-hmm. all these other things just started Happening that I had the energy and the capacity to now nurture because I wasn't consumed with the responsibilities of owning that space anymore. And so to your point, I downsized. My overhead is like four times less than it was. Just, it's crazy how I'm able to maneuver now and how much peace I have I can say in December, I'm just going to focus on the book. (laughs) I'm going to finish out my groups that I have running now. And I'm going to finish out my one-on-one clients that I have now. And in the month of December, I'm just going to write every day, whether it be for two hours, four hours, five hours, one hour, 30 minutes. I'm going to just write every day. I'm going to spend some time writing. And even with that, to your point, surrendering to the process, Last week I had, I'm going to write on Wednesday. Wednesday's writing day. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Wednesday came and all the other stuff came up. I didn't sit down to write till three o'clock in the afternoon, but then my client calls in the evening start at six. So now what I was supposed to be a whole day carved out for writing was blocked down to now three hours. Mm -hmm. And of course you don't just open your laptop and begin to flow out friggin' paragraphs. You got to like get your whole mind together and do the things. So really, it was about an hour and a half to maybe about two hours of writing that day. It was supposed to be a whole day. And I was kicking myself the whole time. The whole two hours, I was, you, you knew you were supposed to write today. And th- 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 mad. Right. I woke up Thursday and said, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. You have already talked to your editor and you told her that you don't have a definitive deadline. Because thank God you don't have a publisher who's on your neck talking about, we need the book. We need the manuscript. We need it. This is your project that God has given to you to do 
And when it is done, you will know. Right. It will be done. You kicking yourself and beating yourself when you also work on a doctorate. Also carrying a whole client load of people that you're working with. Doing all these other things that you're doing. Like, stop playing. That book will be done when it gets done. Stop putting yourself on deadlines. They got it. Surrender to the process. Yes. And you will get your prize every time. Every time. And you will feel the peace. And you wouldn't you will won't feel the writer's block because you're not trying to force it. It's just amazing the journey. I wrestle with this concept a lot, right? Like not even wrestle with. I believe that everything is as it should be. Mm-hmm. And so even when we look back at different seasons of our lives and we were like, oh, I was tripping. The truth of the matter is, even as I know what I know today and I look at my Howard-year-old self last week, last month, last year, last decade, and I can say, oh, she was tripping. I was tripping. I know that in the moment I made whatever decisions I made, I was choosing my best option or what I felt like maybe was my only option at that time. And so it's like this thing of being able to extend my former self grace, right? And it's like, I've already lived through the consequence of whatever that choice was. I don't need to then also compound that by kicking my old prior self. Continue to live it, relive it. Right, as well. Like just, exactly, playing the record. So it's this moment of being like, yeah, I was tripping. Or maybe I wasn't and that was what it needed to be for me to be prepared for what it is now. Okay, but how about this? You were doing the best with what you had at the time. Exactly. So that's just like with um, breastfeeding a baby. Mm-hmm. The belly is only but so big when the baby is born. Mm-hmm. And they can only take but so much feeding. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sometimes even when the, the woman, the mother, is trying to get the baby to latch, they don't latch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with God. Innately, we do not latch. Mm-hmm. But... That doesn't mean that you don't get fed. There's just another way that he has to feed you until you recognize and you open up Mm. to everything that he has for you, Mm -hmm. right? To get the nutrients, all the nurturing or whatever. And so with that, he was still feeding me, Mm -hmm. but I just needed to acknowledge who he was in order to really tap into everything that he had for me. Mm -hmm. But you're still going to get fed. So... And you're still going to grow and you still should be healthy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same as if you're getting that direct feed, mm-hmm. right? But that's really his grace. So he's really still there blessing me even when I'm full of my own ego mm-hmm. and thinking that it's me and I'm self-made and I'm doing all of this stuff myself. Mm-hmm. So even though the baby is still being fed, the mother still got to hold a bottle to give it to the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It just ain't the nipple. That's good. The mother still got to play the role. So even though I'm still ha- being blessed and I'm still getting the, the things that I want in this world, mm-hmm. God still is allowing me to get it. Right. Even if I don't see him for who he is yet. Right. And so all of this, that valley, that dipping in and out of the fire and all of that, every time I go in that fire, I come out, I'm You're more refined. Fine. You know, and we, we, we really get to begin to value those valley seasons, those dark seasons, those troubling seasons, not necessarily as being out of alignment, but as being a part of the journey during alignment that is, to your point, for refinement, hmm. for purification, 
for preparation and not getting to a place where we are judging ourselves or shaming ourselves. I should have made a different decision or I should have done things differently or I should have listened to this. Because even when you can look back and and realize there are places where you had different options and you could have made different choices, the trust and the openness, which is something we keep coming back to in this conversation, the trust and the openness is knowing that whatever choices I made, whatever consequences I have faced as a result of those choices, good, bad, or indifferent, all came to serve me and be my best and highest self. And in doing the work that I was ultimately created to do from the very beginning, whether or not I was aware of it, whether or not I was doing it on purpose, whether or not I was even um, willing to acknowledge the role that God is has played, is playing, will forever play in how it manifests in the world, in spite of all of that, it's a situation where we get to trust that all things come together to serve the intention of why we're here in the first place. And it's not necessarily a monolithic one-trick pony. It, right. it manifests in all these ways, which is why I can be writing a book, but also be working with clients and also still, you know, serving and speaking at events and all of these things because it's all one Connected. message. Mm-hmm. And all of those moving parts, it's just like an engine. Mm-hmm. The wheels on the car, mm-hmm. the ignition, all of those things have to work simultaneously in order for that car to run. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Harmony. Mm-hmm. It has to be harmony. So while... Like you said, while you're on the platform and you're speaking to the masses, while you're working one-on-one in this more isolated impact, while you're writing a book and you can impact people, they can read your words over and over and over and over and over again until it manifests change. Mm-hmm. Or people can share that word that you have because it's in the manuscript. Mm-hmm. It's still all the same message which is in alignment with your purpose. Well, everybody. So if I just had to like sum this up in like a three step sort of. Because I know we said a lot. Yeah. The first one would be. Be in alignment with. God. Build that relationship, cultivate that relationship read, pray, talk, journal, share, whatever it looks like for you to commune with God. Do that. And then believe who God says you are. Because you cannot say you believe in God and not believe who he says you are. Believe who God says you are. Then make choices that are a reflection of that, no matter what it looks like. Make choices that are a reflection of who God says you are. If that shifts and pivots and changes from season to season, then so should your choices. 
Do not become so stuck and attached to anything or anyone in your life that you cannot move according to who God says you are. And that is how when you're in the midst of whatever you're in the midst of that might cause you to question or doubt, you can stand firm and assured in the knowingness that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. There is no formula. Your relationship and how you cultivate it is going to look different for everyone. But it is your individual responsibility to do that, prioritize that, and then allow that to be the thing that drives you as you continue to walk out, unfold, and discover and reveal everything that is for you. I hope that was helpful. And if you want to stay in contact with Kai, Kai, will you give us your social media handles, your email, your web address, whatever it is you want us to know about who you are, where we can find you? If you'd like to stay in contact with me, you can reach out to me at kaismithonline.com or you can go over to Facebook at Kai Smith or you can go to Instagram at Kai Smith Trichologist. Thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate your input, your sharing, all of the above. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to share a piece of me with your audience. Yeah. You guys can find me on social media at Joy Hearts, J-O-I-H-E-A-R-T-S. You can find me online, joykmadison.com, or you can email me if you have thoughts, questions, concerns, comments. About this episode or any other episode, you can reach me at hello at joyhearts.com. All of this information will be in the show notes. Don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, do all those things. I am on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, as well as Google Play Music. So the episodes, past episodes live online there. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.